Hello, and welcome to Almost Better Than Silence. With your hosts, Doug Coleman and Brendan McCullough. We're back, everybody, and we. Have... Why don't we just leave all that in? <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on it. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> we're back, everyone, and I have a decent amount of shit to talk about. Um, do you want to get this started off with what's going on in Simpson World? Oh, um, yeah. Harry Shear says yeah. he's uh, bailing. Says he's threatening to leave the show. Is it threatening or already left? Because I, it definitely was like some kind of contract dispute. And he voices like three major characters. I can't remember which. Oh, no. He voices like 20 major characters. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I thought it was only three. No, there's like three guys that voice everybody. everybody. It's uh, Dan Castellaneta is like Homer, Grandpa, Punch. Uh, Hank Azaria is like Chief Wiggum. Um, I think Mayor Quimby, like he's also a lot. And then uh, Harry Shearer, who's like... Ned Flanders, Mr. Burns, I think Kent Brockman, he's also a huge, huge part, and these are the, these are like the three guys that voice, I'd say like 70 characters combined. That's incredible. What a, what an art, the form of, uh, voice acting that is. It's amazing, especially with, like, with Grandpa and Homer, you can kind of hear similarities, but they're related, so it makes sense. Yeah. But with almost every other character, you can't even tell. Like, they're all very different. Yeah, super distinct. It's, that's, and it's, it's a shame to see him go. Well, then again, this, the show's been around for like a quarter century. So I think they can let that one go kind of soon, but I don't foresee that happening. Well, what I've heard is that he's done this before with both, uh, contract renewal of the show, like a new season. But then, um, I think at Universal or somewhere they were going to have a Simpsons, like, ride. They were going to use Mr. Burns, and they were going to have him do the additional audio for it, like, for whatever the ride would need. And apparently he was threatening to leave as well. Like, apparently this isn't the first time he's threatened to leave The Simpsons in order to get a bigger paycheck. At least with the ride at Universal or wherever they were putting it. Instead of making it Mr. Burns' mansion, they just made it into Krusty Land. (laughs) They're just like, fine, we don't need you. We'll use this other character. Well, that's exactly what's happening now. I think they've come to a standstill. They don't feel like paying him any more money. They're done with his shit. And they're like, well, we're going to find different voice actors for all those characters. I mean, they might be able to find someone super talented that can encompass a handful of them, but they're definitely losing a really big talent. And I'm curious to see, because they've had Sam Simon died, I think, this year or last year. One of the executive producers who's there from the very beginning. And even Matt Groening said, like, Sam ran the writer's room. Like, it was Matt's name on it. He was the creator. But Sam was, like, the leader of the writers. And, like, that's where all the smart jokes and some of the best moments came from was him. So he died. Uh, the woman that voiced Edna Krabappel died. Um, Phil Hartman died years ago, but he was, uh, the lawyer and, um, monorail salesman and, uh, it's, it's gonna bug me if I try to remember all of them, but he was, uh, a few, Lionel Hutz was the lawyer. He also played somebody else, someone else like, oh, uh, Troy McClure. So that's why those characters were gone, and then, and Krabappel was killed off in the show as well, which is really sad, cause he was Ned Flanders, or she was Ned Flanders' second wife after his first wife also died. So, for the character Ned Flanders, he's already been widowed twice. Alright. I zoned out forever ago, but, but, but hold <laughs> I'm on. I'm sure the audience did too. No, the reason being is 
is there such a thing as like a Simpsons seen it or like trivia? Because you are the goddamn master. Like, how do you know all of this information? That is incredible. I was raised on Diet Ice Tea and The Simpsons. Like, well, as that's long a as good. I can remember, that's I, a good upbringing, if you ask me. <laughs> but that's another thing I was also kind of shocked about. Like, too many things were happening in my brain at once. Is that this this cartoon show is outliving half the people that have participated in it. It's it's such a long like lasting entity. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. At least for me, I've never had a moment in my life where there wasn't The Simpsons. It's been around before I was born. And I think up till about season 20, I've seen every episode. Around season 20, I started, like, I think I went to college or something happened, and I just stopped watching it. Oh, Fox changed the time slot. Because it used to be on at 6.30 and 7, and it was just, like, prime time, dinner time. Exactly. So, That's why I've seen so much of it. <laughs> so avoiding those awkward family conversations and bonding with your parents or siblings, you could just watch The Simpsons. Exactly. Slowly drift apart. But it's it's weird because the Simpsons have had deaths and they've just they haven't tried to really replace them that often. They've had some moments where they've gotten a different guy, but never quite sounds the same. And eventually they just phase that character out. So they are loyal to the actors and um, kind of make it their own character. So without that actor, they kind of can't have that character. Yeah. But with him, he is such a major force. Like he's a third of the characters, probably. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if this is actually him. You know, negotiating contracts again, trying to get, you know, bigger pay bump or something. Or if he's just like, cause they just announced on, uh, with Fox that Simpsons are renewed for another two seasons. And personally, I think this is his way of saying like, Hey, we lost Sam. We lost a few people already. Just fucking let it go. It's been all, it's the longest running animated show in history. Possibly one of the longest running shows ever. And I think he, he's speaking on behalf of a lot of people. Uh, in the Simpsons, uh, workforce that they're, they're kind of ready to let it go. Kind of, instead of seeing it dissolve into this weird, uh, hodgepodge of just people being replaced by other actors and it turns into this gross thing where people don't really recognize it anymore. Just, it's like the ninth season exactly. of Scrubs. Ninth season of Scrubs where it's just like, uh, it's all these new people and there's like some of the old ones, but no one cares. And then in the end, everyone just tries to forget about it. So that I think they want to try and end the Simpsons while it's still good because the last few years it had a resurgence of the writing has gotten better. Yeah. I honestly think it's like an admirable move on his part to kind of just be the catalyst to say, let's put this to rest. It's like an old aged dying man. But the sad thing is the big wigs behind the curtains and everything just see it more or less like, Nope, we could still make a few more uh, million or whatever it is uh, for two more seasons. Like let's do it. And it's, you guys are definitely beating a dead horse here. And I, it's like, I approve of his gesture. If, if that was his intent, it also yeah, could if just that's be what he's doing. Yeah. It could also just be him being like a, t- like, I don't know. Money grab. Exactly. Yeah, and I honestly do think because it's Fox and the Simpsons is a flag flagship show for them, it made them the giant network they are now. Like that's the, undisputable. Yeah, they do not want to let that go. Yeah, so I think it will turn into them trying to recast the char- actors bit by bit and character by character, and try and phasing it in a new group until everyone agrees like it's shit now, and let's well, just let it die. This leads into an interesting like like a segue because it gets we're at this point now where. We have like these giant entities like the Simpsons and they, they're coming to the point where it's like, it has to come to an end. Like everything has to come to an end. But 
then when you get to that point, it's like, where do we go from here? We need something new, new content. What's going to be the next Simpsons that's going to last for 25 years and that everyone actually approves of and and holds in high regard. It's kind of the same thing with the movie industry. For instance, they're looking back on the classics and just redoing the classics. Same in the video game industry. They're just like, hmm, uh, we, we just don't know what to make. Let's just remake a classic. And, and speaking of which, I'm pretty sure um, Capcom is planning a lot more HD remasters because of the recent success of the Resident Evil um, remake for PlayStation. It it, uh, it was just so goddamn incredible. And I'm pretty sure it sold like, what the hell? It was the biggest selling day one digital title, according to Capcom. I mean, yeah, the, the remaking of, uh, remastering of games and movies is a very easy, obvious thing for them to do because... A, it already worked. It's proven itself that it's successful and can sell. Uh, B, the, most of the work's already done. Like, I'm sure upgrading the graphics is a big effort, but not nearly as big as making an entirely new game. Exactly. So they can just be like, hey, remember that thing? Here it is again. And they might dish out, you know, I'm just going to throw out like fake numbers here, but say like $300,000 to remaster it and uh, sell it all again. And then they'll rake in like millions because people are buying them all again for whatever the new jacked up price is like 40 or 60 dollars yeah it's crazy how they're just capable of recycling things that where's the originality well that's that's why i play a lot of these indie games because it's an original idea and they can't use any of these uh already existing properties and along those lines of um i know mickey mouse's copyright is actually running out soon in a few years, and I would bet hard money that somebody's going to lobby to try and extend the copyright law, because I believe it used to be like 25 years after the artist dies that their work can go into the public domain and can be used for free. And then around the 70s, right around when Mickey Mouse's copyright was running out, Sonny Bono was a, I think, congressman, um, lobbied to push a new bill through that would extend the copyright law from like 20-some years after the artist dies to 72 years after the artist dies. And I'm sure they're going to try and push it even more because, God damn it, Disney will not let go of Mickey Mouse. I'm not surprised, but they're, they're the biggest powerhouse that can actually afford to just pay the government to extend their laws. Yeah, that's super, that's weird. But that's what it is easy to do with. They, it's like um, Sony Films. They have the rights to the Spider-Man movies. That's why Marvel Studios isn't making any Spider-Man movies, because they don't own it. Yeah. But they recently agreed that for Captain America Civil War, the next Captain America movie, they're going to let Marvel use the Sony, uh, use the Spider-Man rights, but Sony will have final say on how they portray Spider-Man. So, it's somewhere in the uh, rights holders of Sony that as long as they make so many movies, or as long as they keep making movies with Spider-Man, it renews their rights to that character's film rights. So that's why they've been making movie after movie after movie, regardless of how good it is, just so they can keep those rights to Spider-Man, because it's just a moneymaker. And that's why Fox didn't... Um, I believe the new Fantastic Four movie is Marvel Studios, but that's why Fox didn't make another Fantastic Four movie, and then their rights expired, and Marvel got the rights to the films back. Sounds like a giant clusterfuck. Oh, it is. It's super messy, and laws are nowhere near as caught up with technology. So anything with this, like, Twitch and live streaming and, 
you know, remastering games and the copyright of like porting a remastered game from like its original console to a computer, it gets very messy very quick. Yeah, definitely. What a bitch. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway, well, there's real no segue for this, but I saw it and it made me laugh like crazy. So, um, you know how there's that playable demo for the Final Fantasy 15 game? Mm, no, I actually haven't heard about this. All right. So not that long ago, uh, a Final Fantasy game called Type Zero came out and with it was a playable demo of Final Fantasy 15. And if you haven't heard about this, go look up the gameplay right now. It is the most gorgeous looking thing ever. I'm pretty sure me and AJ mentioned it like on an episode previously when it was like, when the trailer first launched and like our eyes were bleeding. It was so beautiful and it looks so fun. I haven't, I've yet to get my hands on it. I'm like dying to, but regardless. So the developers of this game went to the fans then specifically saying, what are your main complaints? And they addressed them. They took the top 15 main complaints and started like having a press conference being like, Oh, well we're going to do this to make this better. Um, the cool thing about it is the, or not the cool thing, the hilarious thing about it is the one major complaint that made it into the list was one of the characters is too sexy and, <laughs> and <laughs> her name is Cindy and she's supposed to be like a mechanic that like fixes cars and stuff. And she has giant boobs and she shows way too much skin. And they're like trying to be like a mechanic would never show that much skin. It just like doesn't make sense. But like here, let me read their exact response, like translated to English. I was cracking the fuck up. All right. So it says, um, she's not actually meant to be an erotic character. He explains her character is very energetic and outgoing, a very active character with those traits paired with her appearance. We, we would feel it wouldn't be too problematic, even if say she shows up on screen while your parents are in the living room. So they're, they're thinking like, this is completely fine. Even though this girl's tits are just hanging out. It's like really just like, yeah, she is very like showing lots of skin. But then he added, um, about the concerns of this amount of skin. He was like, Oh, I see. But she is very cheerful and active character. I don't think we want to change the current concept. <laughs> oh, no shit, you don't, because you like. <laughs> this, my God, I'm looking at pictures now. Just she's, like yeah, Daisy is, Dukes, slightly larger than our underwear. You can see the underwear still poking out, but it's just slightly larger. It is some so, sort of gigantic belt. I'm assuming which is her tool belt, which is probably the most clothing she has. Uh, a jack it's a long sleeve jacket so she's conservative but then the cleavage like it's like a metal gear solid character like it's just the zippers busting at the seam you can see like half the bra just hanging out it, there's no way you could be an engineer like you would be like burnt and like stabbed and cut apart like she is not qualified but she's very cheerful and active character i don't think we want to change the current concepts like Oh my god, that we is We don't so... want to cover up her, quote, character, a.k.a. tits. Yeah, like, exactly. They're like, we kind of like it this way, so we're keeping it. Oh my god. <laughs> like, so that was worth sharing. I'm sorry. I'm not surprised, but it's just like, you can't say, like, oh, she's an engineer. It's like, no, she isn't. She's a maximum model playing engineer, like, for the photo shoot, like... It's yeah, that like... bitch can't tell you the difference between a wrench and a hammer, I guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, just the clothing, you would never dress like that if you were an engineer. <laughs> the, I forget her name, but the girl from Atlantis, the Disney movie, she was an engineer. 
That's how an engineer would judge. Hell, even in that, she's wearing a tank top. Even that might be a little too scantily clad for an engineer, because, or for a mechanic, because, like, you're working with hot metals and, like, power tools. Like, you don't want to get caught in by one of those loose clothing. Yeah, welding, I'm sure you're going to be wearing, like, a goddamn... Oh, Oh, my God. But anyway... It reminds me of, like I said, Metal Gear Solid, and uh, Kojima caught a little bit of flack from the new Metal Gear game. Because it showed a character called The Silence, who was a sniper. And she's literally just wearing a bikini and then with, uh, like, stockings for a bottom. like, <laughs> And then the stockings are all ripped and stuff. And people were like, why would you have a character just like this? Like, a sniper would never be wearing that little clothing. Like, you know, it doesn't cover you at all. She's There's no protection in the desert for her. Like, all this stuff. And his response was, I want girls to cosplay as this. Because I want sexy cosplay. That was his wow. answer. Like, that, he owns that, it. He completely admits. He's like, yeah, it's super sexist, and I love it. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly what they're saying by being like, no, nah, we're going to keep our current well, no, concept. They're trying to, like, play it off like it's They're tiptoeing around it, but they're definitely still saying the exact end result. Like, you know what? We love tits. We're not changing it. Like, <laughs> I, I got a little more respect for Kojima, because he's just, like, blatant about it. He's just like, True. yes, she is a bikini, and I like it that way. Whereas they're like, her character is energetic. It's like, really? I, You know, you could have a 300-pound dude wearing, you know, a Komodo, and he could be energetic. The clothes don't matter to the characters that matter. Energetic is an adjective for, like, their personality and their traits. Oh, you can't God. see those. I was just, like, imagining, like, a scantily clad, like, giant, like, disgusting, fat mechanic guy just doing the exact same character. That, and, ah, that's awful. Yeah. Like, that's the personality trait, is it could be anyone. It doesn't matter. You don't need to look a certain way to be energetic. But I understand why they went with this super hot babe. It's because it sells. Yeah, it's sex sells. (laughs) But, like, at this point, it's like, don't try to make up some bullshit reason. Yeah, don't for, tell like, me why. she's a mechanic, yeah. It was it Borderlands 2? There's a mechanic in that. Oh, I forget her name. I forget everybody's name, apparently. In video games, I just recognize them. I'm like, that's the character. I don't know the name, though. I just know what they've, like, she's the mechanic. Yeah. But in Borderlands 2, she's, like, 500 pounds. Like, she's just a massive walking brick. Oh, God. And it's like, she's a mechanic. She's wearing, like, <laughs> overalls and a long sleeve shirt and stuff because she's like welding cards and then picking them up and throwing them at bandits and stuff like it's great she's a great character but i think even in the dlc for borderlands 2 it's like final fan or uh fantasy sort of dungeons and dragons and she's in that she's wearing like knight armor and stuff and she's like oh i got a new set of armor let me put it on real quick and it's like the metal bikini from star wars she's like the hell is this (laughs) and they kind of joke about it nice Well, a little off topic, so I saw this in news as well. Um, Sega removes 19 titles from, like, mobile games, and honestly, I didn't even know they were available, but now they're gone, and in the article, it does say they may return, but it's uh, they're not 100% sure. But And the people who have already downloaded them or purchased them are capable of re-downloading them, but anybody who hasn't is just, like, shit out of luck. But, um, and there's 19, and they're, like, awesome Sega classics. Like, and the reason I bring it up is because Jet Set Radio is on the list. So, Jet Set Radio, Afterburner Climax, a bunch of Super Monkey Ball, which those games are fun as shit, Altered Beast, Golden Axe 1 through 3, Streets of Rage 1 and 3, 
Uh, there's just a bunch of Fantasy Star 2. So it's just like a bunch of like gems of the Sega games have just all of a sudden been removed from Google Play and the Apple Store. So that's kind of a bummer. I hope they come back because I didn't get them when they were available. I missed that boat. Yeah, I'm kind of curious why they pulled them. Cause I know, Me too. Well, we were talking about something. Um, uh, something where a new game was coming out and they were talking about... Oh, it was uh, X-Files actually. There was rumors that because they were doing a new X Files series on Fox, that they were going to pull X Files from Netflix and like online, so people couldn't watch, couldn't rewatch it and binge watch it before the new series, which doesn't make any sense. But I thought maybe this might be the same thing. Maybe they're doing new projects with these intellectual properties, and they want to, I don't know, I guess pull the old versions so people won't get suspicious. I don't know what they're doing with this. Yeah, they definitely have some kind of agenda. I'm not. It's not entirely clear in the article either. I'll include it in the show notes, but it's just a bummer because I do enjoy a bunch of those franchises. Super Monkey Ball, like, they're always fun. Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Jet Set Radio. It's funny, when I saw on the list, it said Jet Set Radio, and I'm like, Jet Set Radio? Isn't it Jet Grind Radio? And I did a little research, and it's only really known as Jet Grind Radio for North Americans who had it on Dreamcast, so no wonder that's why I know of it as that. But it's uh. it's kind of funny if you, like, Google image that there's only a few results. It's, I guess it was kind of like an obscure, like translation thing. And then it also brought to my attention that there was a version of Jet Grind Radio on Game Boy Advance. And it's like this 2D version and it looks like shit. <laughs> it's so weird looking, man. It's like Tony Hawk kind of on Game Boy Advance. It's just bad. But Is it like a side scroller? Yes. Oh, that's what I imagine. It, but it's like, it's like a flat. Like, what's that called? Isometric side-scroller. Oh, yeah. So it's really bizarre. But it, you still just knock over cops and spray-paint them and shit and all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see, because Sega's not a name you really hear too much about. It was, like, the pioneer for, you know, early 90s games and stuff. But, like, you see what they've done with Sonic and just, like, the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Sonic, okay. it, Sonic Boom. It has to be one of the worst modern releases ever. Yeah, I honestly, I stopped caring about Sonic after Genesis because, oh, well, no, or in Dreamcast, I really enjoyed Sonic Shuffle, but honestly, after that, it was just the whole franchise was a joke. Everything, every game I ever played, I didn't really enjoy. It, it was just always just disheartening. It's like, did the people who made this game enjoy making this game? Like, I don't know. I think that might be how it started, but then Sega like saw all the money they were getting and just like, we gotta crank it out. It, they were just an early version of uh, EA and Ubisoft where it was like, money, 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 and then the quality of the games go down with each game release that year. Like Once they have five games out the same year, they're all pretty regarded as shit. But yeah. I remember Sonic Adventures 2, I believe, was on the GameCube, and I think that was on Dreamcast as well. I think that was the last one I actually like was excited for. I played, like, Sonic Heroes. That sucked. Um, apparently Sonic Colors and Sonic... Uh, is it Generations? Where they have, like, the recent Sonic and then the old Sonic. You could play, like, both levels. Apparently those two were fairly modern and pretty good. Yeah, Heard Colors was actually really good. I want to give that one a chance. But, like, the ones that I was thinking of, for instance, like, Mario and Sonic at the, uh, the Olympic, Olympic Games. Games. And then like, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Because you gotta what? have both. Yeah, they definitely were. Those are just cash money games. Oh yeah. Uh, what was my favorite was uh, was Sonic Racing. It's just like you 
you can go at the speed of light. <laughs> Why are you in a car? Oh my god, yeah. It makes no sense. It's because every game that's ever been a game has made, like, the the cart version. Oh, there's like, always the racing games. Yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing, uh, Little Crash Big Band- Planet, uh, oh, yeah. Little Big Planet Karting or whatever. That was or, just a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know why they thought that would work. No. I understand, like, Crash Bandicoot, and I understand Sonic and Mario Kart and all those, because that's what all those games in the late 90s to early 2000s did. They all had those, because they were trying to cover as many genres as they could. But, like, Little Big Planet, like, you're you're new. You should know better. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need to go that far. I, believe- I wonder if there's like anybody who really enjoys that game and is probably like just like screaming right now. <laughs> well, I'm sure. At least with me, I've made fun of a lot of games, so I'm sure I pissed somebody off that listens. Well, that's why our subscribers fluctuate so much. It's not <laughs> just me. Okay. <laughs> they they subscribe to the podcast. They hear me badmouth Bulletstorm, and then they unsubscribe. <laughs> if you like Bulletstorm, we don't want your list. Yeah, get the fuck like out of here. All right, but no, you brought up Sega, or I guess I did technically, but <laughs> either way, it kind of segues into a game Sega of... Sega ways. Uh, yeah, it Sega ways into uh, a game of 10 questions if you're willing to play. Oh, sure, but I swear to God, if it's Peggle. <laughs> oh, God, it can't be, so you're no, you're yeah. lucky. So, I've been just, like, browsing the various collection available of Sega Genesis games specifically, and I've found one that is near and dear to my heart. There's quite a bit of them, so you have ten questions to narrow it down. You are allowed to just Google, like, the list of Sega Genesis games and to help you out, but that is all. Okay, because it kind of throws me off, because I always had a Sega Saturn Oh, no way. I feel like that was one of the, like, unsung consoles. Well, for the longest time, I thought it was a Sega Genesis, because I'm like, oh, I get all the same games all my friends have with their Sega Genesis. And I went over to Buddy's house, and I'm just like, the hell is this? (laughs) Yeah, they're entirely weird devices. If you've never seen a Dreamcast, like, they are strange. And I love the controllers. They were, like, the first controller with, like, its own little screen on it. And it's so way ahead of its time. (laughs) Yeah, you could see it was kind of like an early... um Wii U sort of like you can look exactly. down at the screen. I remember uh, Sonic would like run down on the screen or do something where you had to look down there while you're playing. Same, yeah. Oh man, and I remember as a kid being like, "This is the dumbest fucking feature." Like, I'm never gonna <laughs> like. It just takes my eyes off the screen already, and now like here we go in the future. It's like a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, now the screen is a lot better, and the graphics are way better. So yeah, before it was like an eight bit Tamagotchi. <laughs> exactly. It really was. Okay, uh, so Sega Genesis. Yes, and a game in, of that type, of that console. Shit, that really doesn't narrow it down at all. I know, it's tough. <laughs> that, that's why the ten questions come into play. And, oh man, this game is, it's not, it's not probably, it is my favorite Sega Genesis title of all time. So hopefully that doesn't give it away, but I think it's obscure enough that you're not just gonna be like, oh, it's that one, obviously. Have you said the name of the game before? 
I sure hope oh. not. Okay, so it's it's not going to be one I know of. No, and it's none of the ones I previously mentioned, those classics, like, I'll say them again. It. Yeah, I'll say that. That helps you out, though. <laughs> yeah, four of the 700 games. <laughs> no, there's like, I don't know, 200. There's max. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But, For 10 questions. But here, you're, 19 of them are off limits. It's not Afterburner, Jet Set Radio, Super Monkey Ball, anything, no Altered Beast, no Echo the Dolphin, no Golden Axe. No Streets of Rage. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, I don't even recall that one, honestly. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. I think at the last level you go into space or something. What? Okay, yeah. now that's one I should have played. Oh, <laughs> uh, Alright, so I'll use my first question. It, do you know if it's a game I've played? Like, have I mentioned it that I've played at some point? No. And in fact, I'm not sure how many... Sega Genesis games we've had in discussion, but I can guarantee I've never heard it uttered out of your mouth. Okay, because I was thinking of The Lion King, and that game is a motherfucker. Oh, I that one's a freebie? Definitely not. You can't beat it. It's it's impossible. I refuse to believe that anyone's beaten that game. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. <laughs> um, was it a fighter? No. Genres don't help too much because there really weren't many. It was pretty much like a fighter, a racing, or an like action adventure game. That was pretty much it. God knows you weren't playing sports games. Yeah. Uh, was the main character human? No. Oh. Damn. Uh. Did it have sequels? Yes. So is that three? Yeah. Questions? I feel like you're going to get it already. This is incredible. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is it Sonic? Like, is it in the Sonic pantheon? No. Okay. I just want to make sure, because like, if it was like Sonic 2, like I'd be super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just done it. God damn it. That would have been so great. And honestly, that game, that game specifically, I have the biggest beef with. In the entire world. Sonic 2? Sonic 2. <laughs> Fuck off, man. That game is so goddamn hard. And, like, I, I remember I was playing it, like, my girlfriend was there watching me play through the entire game. I had all, like, I've collected so many lives. I I was just literally on fire, just blowing through this game. And then get to the final area, and then the fin- final boss, go through every last life, and and die. And I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Now I have to play the whole game over again to get back to that point. I don't think I'll ever have that much, like, have that many lives. It was so, like, deflating. But then I cheated and went and got revenge. But, like, <laughs> the thing is, it's not like you can cheat and, like, do, um, like, it's not like god mode or anything. Let's put it that way. You still have to defeat things in order to, like, play. But I just, like, more or less fast-forwarded to that last level just so I could try to have my stab at the final boss, which was like a three-part thing. I've explained it before. It's such a pain in the ass, but fuck it. (laughs) Big robotnik mech, and it's like bullshit. He like one-shots you. It's terrible. I'm always amazed at how old Sonic is, because if you think about it, Dr. Robotnik was in the Sega games. He was the main villain. And in the GameCube ones, at least, at least the one I'm thinking of, Sonic Adventures 2, it's Dr. Eggman. And he says in Sonic Adventures 2... That his grandfather was Robotnik. That's so interesting. I I had never really put that together. 
I just kind of thought Eggman and Robotnik were, like, synonymous, but it makes sense that they're not. No, like, in the games, they call back to, like, the previous game. It's like, yeah, that's my grandpa. It's like, how old is Sonic? Yeah, good point. It's hard to, like, ask questions about without just guessing, like, without just being like, is it this? You're welcome to do that. And I'm trying to remember where how many questions you used. Four, Four, I think. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite games. Is it one of the X-Men games? No. Damn. I forget which one. I think it was just X-Men. But one of those was fucking awesome. He plays like Nightcrawler and Wolverine in the uh, yellow and uh, dark red costume. Oh, nice. It was one of the best games. Spent so many quarters on that. That's back when we had to play games in the arcade, back in the old days. (laughs) Listen to Press Continue Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. So, that's five. Is it Toe Jam and Earl? No. Damn, alright, I feel like that I felt like that'd be a weird one you would love. So what is that six? Yeah, here's the one that I did love that it's not but I should you might have guessed it. Earthworm Jim, that's not it. Oh yeah. That's a great game though. But they had a cartoon of it. I remember people saying like, you know, oh as a kid it's great, and then like watch the cartoon or play the games, it's like Man, these jokes are terrible. Oh, yeah, I know. I kind of did revisit it, and I was like, why did I like this so much? <laughs> eh, when you're a kid, you like anything. Yeah. You don't need reasons. Ah, uh, real monsters. Oh, yeah. Crumb, you would roll his eyes around and still be able to see. There was literally no reason to enjoy that show, but I did. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was very disturbing. <laughs> the animation style was horrific. Yeah, that guy was on some drugs. And the opening of that cartoon ends with, uh, I want to say Wilhelm Scream or Howley Scream. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, those are canned screams that are used very generically in almost every movie and not every movie, but in a ton of stuff. They're, they're in the public domain and it's just a ridiculous scream. So both the Howley and the Wilhelm. Yeah. Damn it. So it's a sequel or it has sequels. You're not human. It's not a fighter. And it's not Sonic. That's not Sonic. It's not Toe and Earl. It's not uh one of the other ones I mentioned. Hmm. X Men. Yeah. So shit. Because technically asked... they're not me- they're not human. Yes. They're not. Um did you ask six or seven? I'm terrible at this game. Uh, six. Okay, just double checking. Is it one of the Ninja Turtle games? No. Damn it. So we're, we're... You don't play good Sega Genesis games. Dude, These are all the great ones. No, dude, wait till you find... Mine is the gem. Like, this is the game, man. And it is... Wait till you hear this one person's review. When I read that, I was like, well, I agree a thousand percent. I don't think many people will, but... Because I'm thinking of, like, the gem... My gems. Like, the ones I love. And it's just like... Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Power Rangers. Like, those are up there, but... Those are all really fucking great games. I remember in high school, my... Uh, Talk about Impossible Power Rangers. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. I just suck at that game. No, those games were tough. Yeah. I remember my buddy actually sold his Sega Genesis to our history teacher in high school. And um, he was what? actually... Yeah, he was actually in the history class like when he sold it to him. And I was in the math class across the hall. And the two teachers were good friends. So while I was in my math class, 
I just see my history teacher run across the hall, kicking the door and go, Hey, Martin, look what I got. And he's holding up at uh, Sega Genesis, <laughs> disrupting <laughs> two classes at once. That is the best teacher ever. Oh, oh my God. he's amazing. We went, we went to his class every day for uh, study hall. Nice. For like That's four cool. Years straight. We had a Seinfeld tournament where we watched every episode of Seinfeld, or we watched episodes of Seinfeld and tried to narrow down the best one. Well, that is, that's super cool, man. We watched like Jaws 3D, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, like in study hall. Like it would be like that whole week we'd watch that movie in the 45 minute study hall. That's so cool. That's a really good one. You'd swear he had had tenure because he just didn't give a shit and he just <laughs> did whatever he wanted. It's like next week we're watching The Room. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be sure. <laughs> He told us, he's like, if you ever come to my class, like, during the middle of the day, and my door's locked and the lights are off, he's like, I'm probably asleep under my desk. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for telling us that. You get paid to be here. <laughs> um, fuck, man, this is... Right, yeah, so you're down to the left, final three. And I'm nowhere close. Alright. It's not Shaq Fu, as much as I love that game. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a kung fu fighting game. With Shaq? Shaq. Yeah. Oh my god. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, I need to play that now. God, I'm pretty sure on one of these hard drives, I have like every Genesis ROM ever. Oh yeah, I remember when I got a PSP and Mark uh, jailbroke it for me. He's like, oh yeah, you can put Genesis games on now. It's like, oh cool. He's like, I put something there for you. I was like, thanks. And I looked and there was like 150. I was like, oh my god. He's like, yeah, they're like a megabyte each like they're, it's so small oh they're tiny yeah that's yeah. why i have it i have them all like literally even like the random japanese ones i d- wouldn't even play yeah that's how i played uh lion king i since it was a jailbreak psp you could actually save it in the middle of a level like you just pause it and save no it, shit and then restart wherever so me and mark both had that we both had that ability to just save wherever and respawn back there and we still can't beat it dude i God, you're so lucky to even have that because I've oh that game just infuriates me. That like, that is my bullet storm. Like uh, fuck the Lion King. <laughs> That's the first game I can remember playing. It is so hard. Um. Oh, shit. Uh, final three. Make them count. I mean, you can. Is it Rampage? No. Damn it. Hold on. I might be able to give you a really big hint though to help you out. Um, it's like I'm looking at the games I'd still play. Like if I found this game, I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, we'll play this." I'm gonna give you, I'm not not the letter it begins with, but I'm gonna say it's the in the second half of the alphabet. That really doesn't help. You think these clues are good, but they are not. <laughs> That's I know. It's I'm not supposed to be helping you extra. This is just this is bonus. So if it's past the letter N. Like anything, it was like so O to Z, it could be one of those. So now this ginormous list has been cut in half. You know a bunch of information. Deduce. But I already looked through that half of the list. That's where I started. <laughs> so like I already went through all oh, you the went, ones I thought it'd be. Bottom up. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so once again, it doesn't help me. Uh, I mean, it helped me a little. It's okay, man. This isn't I was the walrus. You don't need to win them all. No, I'm winning. Oh, yeah. You got two left, and you can do it, because if you get this game, I'll be ultra impressed. God, it's the Smurf game. I'm gonna murder you. 
<laughs> it's not. So you get that as free. But you should maybe ask either the genre or... Well, I mean, maybe... it's got to be like yes or no, so I can't be like, what's the Oh, genre? true. Well, yeah. Because then I would be like, what's the name of it? Yeah, because no, then you could just waste one being like, is it this genre? And I'm like, nope. And it's like, well, that didn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, one left. I already know it's not a fighter. And it's not a sports game, that's obvious. We yes. never played any of those. No. I mean, I played football on Genesis, but it's you might as well not. Yeah. there It's equally as hard as like the Power Rangers kind of shit. I'd always play Madden against my brother, and he'd always get super mad, because that's all he did, but I'd beat him all the time. He's like, how do you keep beating me? I was like, I don't know, I just ask Madden, and I do whatever he says. Yeah, that's how you play those games. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, why are you throwing it to the guy over there? I'm like, because he's open. Isn't that the point of the game? Throw it to the open dude? God damn it, I got nothing here. Uh... This is definitely a game you are going to have to revisit when you find out. Because it is just legendary. And it's not a fighter. No. I mean, nothing like a traditional fighting game. It's not like Tekken or Street Fighter. Nothing like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Certainly there's like, you kill things in it, but it's not like a fighter. Yeah, that's every game. Yeah. It's not within a small box, you know, stage. Yeah, nothing like that. And you're not human. Like, those sort of two, I feel like, would give away the most information. In it. it really is. And I'm like, oh, man, if I was looking at this list, I could hone down a little bit. But you're you're so close. It's, like, scary. But the best thing about it is it's kind of tricky, which you're going to not see coming. Is it Vector Man? No. Damn it. That was a good guess, though. Very good guess, because there was a sequel to that, wasn't there? Yeah. That was a super, like, as of what we did narrow down, that was the closest thing I could think of. But I have no idea what it'd be, like, related to. Like, if that's the closest, what would the next one be? Like, is it, uh, Thunder Force? No. Oh, it's okay. What's the Thunder Force? I just don't even know what that is. It's like a... What's the right word to call them? Infinite shooter or something? Uh, scrolling shooter where you're just like the plane and you just uh, slide from bottom uh, left to right on the bottom and you just shoot. And it's just like the wave of enemies come at you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard it or played that. Interesting. I'm sure you've played something similar. There's yeah. a thousand clones of them. Yeah. What's the one I'm thinking of? I think I like Raiden X. That's where like you're a plane and you're just at the bottom and you just fly over an airbase and shoot at all the crap flying at you. Nice. Sort of thing. Alright. What was it? Alright. Uh it's like I'm I'm wondering if you even have ever oh, even heard of it. I should have asked if it had uh like tied to a franchise, like like X-Men or Power Rangers or Tiny Toons or, like... It wouldn't have helped. This is an obscure gem, but it's one of, like, the most highly regarded games in the, in the, the series. Hold on, let me pull up the info on it. One sec. Fucking... I know, I actually... No, I'm starting to question if you even had one. 
No, I did. No, no, I no, I do. It's just I uh, clicked away from. Uh, I went back to the lists because I was like thinking, how can I help you narrow down without being too obvious? Well, <laughs> but, you certainly no. weren't. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. The answer was Rocket Knight Adventures. Have you ever heard of this game? Oh, with the fucking armadillo? Yes. Damn it, I have played that. Yeah, and dude, that uh, is by far... Wait, there's a sequel to that? Yes, and that's why I was saying it's tricky, because you're probably looking for all these sequels and stuff. The sequel's name is called Sparkster, which is the name of the character. So you would not necessarily... It's like not intuitive knowing that there is a sequel to Rocket Knight Adventures. It's not so like Rocket Knight 2. Exactly, it's just called Sparkster. But regardless, this game is the shit. If you've never played it, go get a ROM, go get a Genesis, do whatever you have to fucking do, play this game. It's a side-scrolling platformer. It's like, imagine if Sonic had a younger brother that nobody remembered. Um, his name's Sparkster, and he had his own, like, two games, Rocket Knight Adventures and Sparkster, and they were both incredible games, super fun, and I was, like, just, like, reminiscing of how fun the gameplay was. It was kind of, like, childish, goofy shit with, like, you fight these pigs with swords, and you, like, have, like, this jetpack that you can boost around on and stuff, and, and you have a sword. It was just really, all in all, and you collect gems and take care of, like, bosses. The bosses were super interactive the way, like, innovative is what i meant to say especially like i'm particularly recalling this one where there was like this mechanical snake monster that was like inner like weaving in and out of waterfalls and there was like these rotating platforms that would go behind the water and then in front of the water and you'd have to like stand on the ones in front of the water and then like attack the like the certain like uh parts of the mechanical snake it was fucking ridiculous like it was so innovative one of the best like unsung games of platforming games there ever was and uh honest gamers gave it a nine out of ten and then this one guy says it's not only one of the system's best titles it's one of the greatest platformers ever made and i stand by that like there's no doubt in my mind it was that ingenuitive and creative and fucking fun and amazing I'm just mad because I I have played. I I have very vivid memories of it and uh it was tough because me by saying there is a sequel like no you would expect it to be Rocket Knight 2 or something but Well, it's it actually called Sparkster Rocket Knight Adventures 2. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Then I fucked up. Oops. Eh, I mean it's not like that was the clue. But True. But interesting. It, I didn't know it had that like colon tag. It yeah, it reminds me of a mix of like Sonic and Ghost and Ghouls, but like not nearly as hard. But it exactly. has the same feel because he's in armor. He's a got a little sword. He's a knight. I think if you get hit, you lose the armor or something. Yeah, you have like little hearts and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, that's oh. one of the games or part of those games. It's a segmented like a scrolling shooter, like Thunder Force and uh, Gradius. That's the one everyone knows. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I remember uh, Rocket Knight had a segments like that where you'd fly around because he's got a jetpack. Exactly. Why does a possum got a jetpack? Uh-huh. He just does. Yeah, he's a fucking knight <laughs> with a sword and a jetpack. It was like kind of steampunky in that regard. It was just such a fucking cool game. And your girlfriend gets kidnapped or something, and that's like what starts it off. And Isn't that the I, plot for every single game? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, dude, it's ridiculous. I, I'm sort of like just having flashbacks thinking about it. Like, there's this one level where you're on top of like an airplane, like on an airship, and all sorts of cool shit. So, if any of that sounded fun to you, go check it out. It is very fun. It is a solid game. And it is now on my shit list for stuff <laughs> that I did not know and made me lose this 
10 questions. Two wonderful games that I love, Peggle and Rocket Knight Adventures. <laughs> I'm going to pick the most obscure, dumb shit. I'm going to get you back. You have to. It's the only way. But see, at least in this instance, you knew what I was talking about. I was worried it was going to be like, what the fuck is Rocket Knight Adventures? And I'd be like, oh, well, I'm a dick. Yeah, if you picked Vector Man, I think even that would have been like, really? Vector? Like, that's... I don't know if it was super obscure, but that's just a weird one to pick. But Rocket Knight, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like it's an unsung hero, and it deserves the praise that it didn't get. It ain't no Booger Man. <laughs> it's a weird game. Oh, God. Or Paperboy, but I'm not Paper- going there. Well, everyone knows Paperboy. Yeah. Booger Man was one of those, like, I think it was like during Ren and Stimpy where we're like, oh, we're gross and edgy. It's just like, no, you're just gross and shitty. Yeah, exactly. But all right, man, I think that was a good episode. Uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah, not really. So I do have like one real quick thing to mention, because this is the reason I even wanted to have an episode tonight, but forgot. Oh, yeah. So something uh, exciting is happening tomorrow. The next episode of the Life is Strange series releases. Did you hear about that? I've heard of the game. I didn't. I wasn't aware that it was releasing tomorrow, but I know of the game. I know you love it. Oh, I'm obsessed. Square Enix is the shit. There's going to be five episodes, and episode three is the one that comes out tomorrow. I've been waiting patiently. I'm My body's never been readier. This is so exciting. And this trailer, I, I've, I've been excited for video games, but I've never been, like, sweating, jumping around, like, antsy excited. Like, this trailer, I am freaking out because it's... When I first started playing this game, I was thinking to myself, this game has so much potential. This is, like... I'm just surprised there hasn't been a game that has already done something like this, but they, they're definitely pioneers in this sense. Like, don't get me wrong, there's Heavy Rain and the Telltale games, but this is taking it to a whole nother level. Like, I am so involved with these characters, the decisions and the outcomes that are, that are possible. And I remember when I first started playing, I was thinking, oh, I hope that it gets to that nth degree of like crazy shit happening, or I hope they don't have all this potential and then just don't do anything with it. Well, don't be afraid because this trailer, it's like shit's going to hit the fan. And I'm just excited that it's already happening at happening at episode three and not like a final, like, Oh, you just play like a lackadaisical game. And then by episode five, everything hits the fan. It's like, no shit's hitting the fan now. And that just makes me even more excited to see what's in store for episode four and five. It's probably just going to gradually continue to climax, which my brain just can't even handle. Like this looks so goddamn good. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if it was a very like mundane day to day, like slice of life game, but you have the powers to reverse time. So it'd be like, man, I hope Tommy likes me. And then you go up to Tommy one day and she's like, hey, Tommy, do you like me? It's like, no. It's like, oh, no. And then you go back in time so you don't embarrass yourself. Like, that'd be a weird <laughs> game. Yeah, no, that really would be. But no, that's in when I first played the first episode, too. There's these little elements that you pick up on, like, oh, this girl's mi- missing and such and such and things like that. But you don't really, like, realize that it's an important part of the story. And now, like, around episode three, it's like... You're go, I guess I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen, but I'm assuming you're going to go back farther into the past and start figuring out what happened with this missing girl and realizing that the town you're living in and all these people involved are super fucking shady, like murdering people and like all sorts of messed up, like, uh, relationships, student teacher relationships. Like, I don't know what to expect, but it's going to get dark quick and I'm really excited. Yeah. I haven't played the game, but I'm curious to see if it is just, if it is still grounded in the sense of like they commit crimes 
as opposed to like it's actually a cult and it's a sci-fi experiment and you were a mutant or you know if they take a weird turn like that i know already this this game is so how do i put it like its hands are in the dirt of reality it's like it's so close to what you'd expect in real life, I think that's what they're going for. They're not going to pull anything super dramatic other than the only difference being time travel. Like, it's very believable. Yeah. that. I mean, that's good. It's it's not doing a weird Shyamalan twist ending. Well, we haven't seen the ending yet, so maybe True. it will. We never know. But And with a time travel game, it might be appropriate, so we'll see. Time travel's always messy. Like, y- yeah. I know it's off-topic, but The Flash... It's, um, you know, if we'll date this episode a bit, the season finale is tomorrow. And he's already gone back in time, like, twice. And it's just kind of like, oh, where do you, this is the first season, where do you go from here? Like, that's a big step for the Flash's character to be able to go back in time. And right out of the gate, they've used it already, but. Yeah, interesting. Speaking of the Flash, it is also tied in to The Arrow, which is on CW. And as of this moment, I would like to go on record to say, fuck the Arrow, and fuck that show. <laughs> Season 3 is so fucking bad. I think everything about everything about it is terrible. If you're currently watching the Arrow, if you're catching up, grit your teeth and get through Season 1. It has its good moments, but overall it's kind of tough, because he's just murdering everyone in sight, and he's supposed to be a superhero. Season 2 is awesome as hell. They have Deathstroke. It's just super comic booky. They go back to the roots. It's kind of like The Flash. It's awesome. Season 3, fucking everything is terrible. I'm still mad. Like, what? just remembering it made me so mad. What was the straw that broke Brent's back? I gave up on it, like, halfway through because the writing just got so terrible. And especially for any romantic writing between characters, the CW just cannot do. They just butcher it. There's just this one character, Felicity, who is just like, she has a habit of just fucking guys. And then still being in love with this other guy. But then every guy she has fucked then develops superpowers. So I was like, ah, maybe it's a good thing they got with her. But, like, it's just so bad. One of the characters is Ra's al Ghul, who was in uh, Liam Neeson in the first uh, Nolan Batman series. Yeah. And he's this notorious character. He's immortal. He's got the Lazarus Pit. And he's just a steadhard leader of the world's deadliest assassins. In one episode, Felicity is the tech nerd. An assassin shoots her tablet because she's trying to hack into a plane because you can do that from a tablet. She shoots the tablet with an arrow so it breaks. She takes the tablet and throws it at this assassin and it hits him in the throat. The, the assassin, the one of the world's deadliest assassins, gets hit in the throat with a tablet by a little nerd girl. What the fuck? They yeah. are so goddamn incompetent. And then the leader, Ra's al Ghul, everything he says is like, it's absolute. He's like, we don't kill just for the sake of killing. We have reasons for killing. He's like, so-and-so has betrayed us. Bring him back. We'll kill him. They bring him back. He goes, I'm going to kill you now. And the guy goes, don't. I can maybe make a deal. And Ra's al like, hmm, you might work. We won't kill you. He does that like three times with this one character. He does it with his daughter because his daughter betrays him. They bring the daughter back. He's like, you have to kill her. It's absolute. There's no way to redeem yourself except for killing her. The guy goes to kill her. He stops the guy and goes, maybe not. Like, you just <laughs> said. You just said. She has oh to die. Oh, my God. And then just... Dude, well, it's better than, it's, it's even funnier if that situation panned out. It's like, oh, just killed her. Wait a minute. You didn't have to. (laughs) Just an idea. He turns around and she's already bleeding out. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. About that. I think the thing that really just made me lose, like, it's all terrible. I think this whole season just went downhill so fucking fast. Like, this is the fastest I've loved the show go, like, immediately went bad. Faster than Heroes, 
I even let Heroes ride out a bit longer than it should, but this is just, it got so bad. The final straw is at the very end. The guy that betrays Ra's al Ghul like four times ends up becoming the new Ra's al Ghul. He ends up taking his place. Um, and at the very end, it's not a spoiler because it's not a good story. So no one needs to worry about it being ruined for you. <laughs> it's all over in Felicity, these two characters that had it on again, off again throughout the whole series already. And they're driving off the coast on the sunset in a convertible. And they go, they're saying something like, I, what are we going to do? He's like, I guess we'll just start a new life somewhere else. He goes, you know what? I'm happy. And I just fucking flipped the table and I just threw it through my TV. I'm just so mad. It's just just cheap writing and it's so <laughs> fucking bad. That is amazing. And I just hope, like, you can really see the CW seeping into the arrow now, like, where it's like, it's no longer like DC writers, it's the CW writers. But I really hope they're able to keep this plague of terrible writing away from the Flash. Because the Flash is still good. It does. It's not perfect. It's got plenty of flaws, but it's just better in every way. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Well, that's good to hear because I'm not going to invest in the Arrow then. I mean, maybe for the first two, like you said, but I'm not sure. Yeah, my buddy and my dad were talking about like catching up on it because they missed the first season. I was like, don't, just don't bother. Or like, if you do, stop right after the second season because it's just... <sighs> I'm, I'm not an angry guy. I don't like this podcast because it seems like I'm the angry guy who's always yelling. But it just recently I'm finding a lot of shit that's really bad. And not like, it's not great. It's not like Cloverfield where it's like, ah, I like it, but some people don't. Like, I'm just finding <laughs> stuff that's infuriating me because of how yeah. bad it is. Yeah. It's not your fault that the world sucks, Bren, so it's okay. I just had to get that out somewhere. Well, you did it in the right place, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I guess I should uh, plug our podcast quick before we sign off. Yeah. Um, listeners can always reach us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. Please send us your I Was the Walrus categories or maybe even a 10 questions uh, category slash pick. And other than that, you can check out our Facebook and Twitter. And please leave us an iTunes review if you're this far in the episode actually listening to us <laughs> because we could really use them. I mean it. Yeah, they actually help. It's not just a boost in our ego. It's some sort of algorithm iTunes uses, and it actually like qualifies you at how, not how good the podcast is, because that's opinion based. But you know, without the reviews, we got nothing. It's like Facebook with likes. Exactly, that's a good way to put it. So if you have the time, we'd really appreciate it. We know iTunes can be a hassle, but like I said, we'd really, really appreciate it. And we're not asking for like a paragraph review. Just be like. Four out of five stars. It's all right. Like, you know, that's all it has to be. <laughs> One out of five stars. They suck. It happens. It's still but, a review. I will take it. Yeah, me too at this point. But, uh, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Take care.